What's up, everybody? This is episode 137 of uh, Frame Skip, and we, we were muted for the first 10 minutes. My yeah, and also, we, uh, no, we no, we didn't think we'd be on a podcast that made it to 137 episodes. It feels like this podcast just started. We're on 137 <laughs> episodes. Uh, 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 yeah, remember Podcast Beyond and Joe Rogan? Yeah, look at podcasting, the boom. Yeah, all right, you, you caught up on the first 11 minutes of the show. We kicked Austin out. He's gone. Yep. Now he said, hey, the- go across the pond, you, you freaking blonde-haired dandy. Go hang out with your Edwardian chaps. I don't know what go. Edwardian means. Means it's from the age of uh, Prince Edward. Isn't Prince Edward? No, it's Prince Henry right now, right? There's two princes. It's a... I thought one of them was Edward. This is like in the 90s, uh, 1890s. Yep, not, not a lot, lot of Edwards. A lot of Edwards, lots of Henrys. I think lots of Elizabeths, right? Yeah, yeah, more than a more than a few. Yeah, yeah get a little more creative with your names, England. Yeah, you don't have to keep paying it forward. No one liked their parents back then anyway. Also, pick a name, all right? England, Britain, UK. UK. Yeah, get out of here. Pick one thing. Britannia. Also, um, serve your beer fucking cold. It doesn't have to be room temperature. Like, Like, when you go to an American bar and there's Coors Light bottles, like... The mountains are blue when it tastes the best. Just fucking yeah. do that. It's on the label. God. <laughs> we we like our beer so cold that it hurts to drink it. Yeah, see, like it makes it so you, you drink a little slower. So, and also, like, I understand all your food tastes like shit. I, I know I lived there for a year, but like, it's okay if you had seasoning besides salt. That's fine too. There's other things like cayenne pepper, maybe a little. Paprika. There, there's options. It doesn't just have to be salt. I think it's not out of the realm of possibility to say the best food in like Britain, England, whatever you want to call it, is American food. Like KFC, right? McDonald's. No, see, no, McDonald's actually tastes like butt shit over there. What's going on? Is it is it the water? Maybe. Uh, might be the water. It might just be the quality of the food. It might just be the fact that like, oh, this, there's some salt on this. It's too spicy. Um, no, I actually I thought like, oh man, only American knows how to do fast food. And then I went to Spain for a weekend, and I'm like, oh wait, no, it's like literally just England. That's a fucking idiot. I went to Ireland and I had a Whopper, and it was incredible. Like it really is just the country of England that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. How do you feel about those black Whoppers in Japan? I would eat it. I would be more excited to eat it when I was like a teenager. I think, I think now yeah. I'm like a little more self-conscious about what I put into my belly. And I'm like, mm, what kind of chemicals did it take to it's, create this weird it's food squid concoction? Ink. That's what they, <laughs> it's squid oh, that's, ink. Oh, oh, that's fine. I'd, I'd fuck with that. Yeah. That's so much worse, dude. That's so much worse to me. I can't think, I can't think of anything. You'd, you'd rather eat a chemical than squid ink. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I eat okay. chemicals every day. I mean, that's, that's, let's be honest. This this uh, mio that I put in my water, straight red forty. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> like artificial squid, flavoring, red forty. But squid ink is a hard no. Yeah, dude. I don't do well. First off, I don't do seafood at all. That's like a, a, a very thing, very are Seth you, thing. Uh, are Are you allergic or are you just a bitch about it? I'm just a bitch about it. Yeah, that's that's okay. that's the whole thing. Um, so like, I want to like seafood. I want to like sushi. I've tried it, mm-hmm. and I'm. I, I don't. I just can't. Like, first off, the smell is like repulsive to me, and I don't know. Maybe it's a did genetic you, thing. 
Did you start off simple, like with a nice like avocado cucumber roll, just to, like ease your way into it? So it's just like the uh, the the seaweed on the on the roll that that no, gets you. I started off with like fried shrimp and stuff. Okay, yeah, you know, and I just nothing nothing I've ever. I mean, like I have I can I can eat it if like I force myself to, but it's pretty gross in my opinion. I I don't understand why people like seafood. I think my taste buds might just be different, built different. <laughs> I like Milky Ways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like other guys. I'm a cool guy. I like fucking Milky Ways. <laughs> That's my sushi roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that nougat. Yeah. I got a friend named Jim. Slim Jim. <laughs> Ever heard of <laughs> Dude, they came out with those new uh, Macho Man Randy Savage Slim Jims. Phenomenal. Well, they did that, and they also made uh, L.A. Knight the new like spokesman for Slim Jim, and he oh is uh, he's tag teaming this weekend with John Cena against Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa at uh, WWE Fastlane. I thought John Cena retired. He came. It's weird how many of these actors or wrestlers turned actors returned to wrestling during the writer's strike, and then the writer's <laughs> strike ended this week, and they're like. Fuck! <laughs> for three more months, because like The Rock came back a few weeks ago, John Some Cena came contract. back just before that. Uh, it was really nice seeing The Rock just completely annihilate Austin Theory. Dude, I love The Rock. Night. I really, I really I, do. I hate Austin Theory, so it was it was a great night for me personally. I don't watch pro wrestling anymore. I've tried a couple times. I used to be really into it when I was a teenager. I used to pretend I was Jeff Hardy and like jump off of really high things. And my mom used to yell at me all the time. And mm-hmm. one time I took her um, futon pad outside, threw it in the yard. And me and my buddies were jumping off of our porch and like doing <laughs> swanton bombs and stuff. Um, pretty sweet. Definitely should have gotten in more trouble as a child. Mm-hmm. Divorced parents. What do you do? You know? Yeah, they 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 just want to be your they just want to be your pal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. You, yeah. You can do moon salts off the roof. Just don't tell your father. <laughs> no, I, uh, I I would wait till mom like went to the grocery store or something. I'd be like, Yo, get over here! Like, <laughs> I'm about to do some sick shit. <laughs> uh, what do you up to this week, George? We we were almost getting into that when uh, we discovered that the first ten minutes of the stream were muted. Yeah. 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 Um. I gotta be honest, man. I can't remember the last time I turned on a video game console. I need to replace the the SD card in my Switch because I don't even have enough space to download F zero ninety nine. And to be frank, that's all I really want to play. But I've also been too lazy to upgrade it, so that's on me. But what I have been doing, I've been watching a lot of anime, and I've been playing quite a bit more Pokemon TCG. Oh, that's a, been my vices for the past week. I am not awesome at Pokemon TCG, I gotta be honest. It makes significantly less sense to me than Match with the Gathering does, just, like, fundamentally. I I think it's because I played it when I was a kid, but, like, we played it really casually, right? Like, or it was just us trying to be, like, play our favorite characters. And then I watched a whole bunch of videos on, like, the meta of, like, what was winning tournaments back in 1998, 1999. And, uh, yeah, I never used any of those fucking cards, man. I didn't care about those cards. I wanted to evolve a Charizard. I wanted to do a fire spin on someone, you know? Right, right, right. And I didn't know, like, the most viable decks was, like, actually, it's a Wigglytuff, uh, Z- Zapdos, 
Rocket Zapdos in particular, once that expansion came out, Electabuzz, Scyther, like it was all like the most powerful basic Pokemon just because they all had 70 HP. I didn't know that that was what we were supposed to be doing. We were all just trying to do like the coolest shit at the table. And then we'd make fun of anyone who brought like a Venonat and a Venomoth because like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, but besides that, uh, so I've been watching more videos than I have been playing, but I've also been playing more casual matches, just trying to get a feel for it. It's still bizarre to me how few energy people run in these decks and are still successful, according to like the online videos that I watch. Because like in Magic the Gathering, you have a 60-card deck, but you got to run, like, if, if you're running a monocolor deck, so only one color, like you really got to have like at least 20, 21 of that color just to make sure you hit your, your mana curve on, on time. So you're putting down like one new energy basically each turn to to cast your spells. And with Pokemon, it's a sixty card deck, but you know sometimes they have like three different types, but there's only like maybe fourteen energy in the entire deck. And I know there's ways to loop it from like a discard pile or to transfer it from one Pokemon to another, but it still feels like awfully ga- like glass cannon to me, very finicky. So I'm still trying to like wrap my head around that part of deck construction. But I'm watching videos and it's been fun. And um, heading to Walmart this weekend to get my COVID booster shot because I'm going on a trip and I, I really want to go on a plane, but I really don't want to get COVID. Uh, and so I'm going to look for some uh, Scarlet and Violet 151 because that deck, or not that deck, that uh, block looks really, really exciting to me. Those cards are beautiful. Um, I'm really trying to control myself and not buy Pokemon cards again, but oh. that 151 set is really nice. Also, where are you going on a trip to? I'm going to Vegas in two weeks. Oh, City of I've, Sins or whatever. It's I called. have never been before. I have a super addictive personality, so I plan on not gambling at all because I don't want to don't want to do that to myself. Uh, we're going me and my buddy Colin. He's flying out from San Francisco and we're going to a music festival called When We Were Young, which is all like the pop punk emo bands from the early mid 2000s. I'm very excited. Also, the day I get there, Killers of the Flower Moon comes out, which is a three-hour-long Martin Scorsese movie, probably the last big epic of his career because he's 10,000 years old. I'm so excited. I get to see that on fucking IMAX theater. Oh, man. Looking forward to it. Have you seen this dome in Vegas? Oh, the sphere. Yeah. That is some of the craziest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I can't imagine being there and seeing you two. I mean, you two is not the band I would choose. Let's be honest. I don't, I don't understand why anyone would go to see you two, but like if we're talking 1980 to 1990, you two, I get it. They were like one of the first like gen X bands. Like I feel like they sort of paved the way for Pearl jam. Like I, I feel like you could draw like a line of connection there. Everything post millennium, not my favorite. There's that one track, Sometimes You Can't Make It On Your Own, which is, like, really sweet when it would show up in TV shows like The O.C., but also it was kind of a fucking bitch-ass move for you 2 to put their song in The O.C. Like, what can you do, you know? What's up, Coach? What's up, bro? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Right, we cool. can. I wonder if the show can, but we can hear you, yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't matter, because uh, I'm, I'm pulling from desktop audio now. Okay. I just have to... Recrop all this stuff. Keep talking, George, while I do this. So I can think. All right. Uh, besides Pokemon, the trading card game, though, Seth, I've been watching two shows that I think you would have a vested interest in. Okay. Okay. Hit me up. All right. I'm gonna go with the more obscure one first. Have you watched a show called Fooly Cooly? Um, no. But that's I, I know. I know about it. That is the. Okay. <clears throat> that is the show. Where the dude has like a wart that blows up out of his head or something like that. 
Yeah, and a robot comes out. Yeah. yeah. One of the coolest, most inventive shows I think I've ever seen. It's it's a fever dream. It's like a Grant Morrison comic that actually makes sense. I love the show. The season is six episodes. I'm halfway through it. I started it last night. I think that shit is excellent. This weekend, when I was extremely hungover, the other show I watched that made me think of you, um, I'm going through Yu Yu Hakusho for the first time. Oh, okay. I don't know how I missed it. You were a big Toonami head, I'm guessing, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when in the rotation this show came out? I want to say it came out after Dragon Ball. Is that correct? Yeah, but Dragon Ball came out technically after Dragon Ball Z. Right? Uh, yeah, I meant, I, meant, I meant that, yeah. So I think it was Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball, and then and Yu Yu Hakusho. Is that correct? Uh, so like 6 p.m.? Yeah. All right. I wanna, I wanna, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that. Okay, because I don't remember this show at all. I don't really remember it airing, but oh, like the so 6 p.m. Good. The 6 p.m. slot is usually when I would like eat dinner or like do my homework when I would get home from school. Because Gundam Wing was at 530 for a while. And I remember Dragon Ball Z was at five and then 530 and then they moved it to six. And then I, they might have pushed it to later. I forgot how big Toonami was, not just for Cartoon Network, but like or sorry, not just for us as like little nerds, mm-hmm. but for Cartoon Network specifically, we're like, oh yeah, it's an hour after school, and then they're like, yeah, it's two hours, and then they're like, actually, it's four hours, and then we run it again at midnight with uncensored shit. Oh, and then also it's Toonami Rising Sun on Saturdays from nine to noon. You know, like they were trying to like take a little take a little gas out of Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, but Rising Sun, I remember, always sucked. Yeah, yeah, it sure did. But Peter Cullen did the uh, the voiceover promos for it, so we loved it regardlessly. Um, yeah, Yu Yu Hakusho is the first anime that I actually bought and stream or not streamed, but uh, binged all the way through. I have like the four season DVDs and top tier, man. Absolutely top tier. Last season gets weird. They ended on a weird note, but until then, top tier. Oh, it's excellent. This weekend I watched from the beginning all the way through the St. Beast saga, right? Where they go like under the city and deal with like that weird guy who can multiply himself and he has like that bug whistle that's turning... Japanese businessmen into zombies. Great shit. It's all. It was a lot of fun. Had a blast. Coach, have you ever watched Yu Hakusho? Did you ever watch those early anime animes? No. What do they consist of? Uh, Is this Yu Hakusho? Yu Hakusho, like uh, Akira, same era. Um, I've watched Akira. Yeah, Yu Yu Hakusho is around that same time. I think it was. It was pre Dragon Ball Z. I mean, it was made pre Dragon Ball Z. I believe. I'm not positive yeah. about that, but. It, it aired so you're talking like time. late nineties? I think it was like early, early, early nineties, late eighties. Okay. Uh, early Gundams would have, been, would have been the same same time. Yeah, it's like a little bit after Robotech, a little bit after the start of Dragon Ball Z. I think Dragon Ball Z started in like eighty eight, eighty nine. That sounds right. And then um, didn't really explode in the United States until Toonami kicked it off in the late 90s. I'll tell you what, dude. Talk about cultural relevance. Toonami like, shifted the course of United States or even even like Western culture completely. Just that, that single like block on Cartoon Network completely shifted. Because, dude, no one cared about Japanese animation until that point. It was, in Japanese society, is such a closed-off society at that point in time that you don't really you don't really 
ever have anything like that in the United States until Toonami gets it, localizes it, and um, airs it. And, and then just completely shifts culture in the United States. No, because there, there was some, but it was so like Americanized. Like Robotech is like, it's like three different Japanese shows, right? Like that's uh, Super Dimension, Macross, Fortress. It's um, Mospita. Like it's like three three different shows that they just like cut together and made like a saga happen over three seasons. Yeah. And um, like I, I remember hearing stories from people who were there. They're like, "Oh yeah, I remember going to like you know video stores in the '80s and like finding like bootlegs of of these shows." And like for some reason, I think the original Gundam movies were like translated, like dubbed in Italian, but like not English for the longest time. Like just like weird, you just hear weird shit like that. And then you're right, like with Toonami, and like Toonami didn't even start as a Japanese programming show. I don't think it started off as like a different titled show, like the. Like the three o'clock to like six o'clock block, and it was originally just like Herculoids and and He Man. It was like all the '80s shows mm. like being rerun, and then they started slowly introducing. And then once that became like the predominant action form on their block, that was when they changed it to Tsunami, and that was when they got rid of like Maltar being the host, right? Like the guy from Birdman. Oh, I forgot Maltar was the dude. What he was the, he was the original host, yeah. And then they yeah. introduced Tom, and then they introduced Tom, which is like. My single favorite Funko Pop I own now is like I, I track down like a vintage like con exclusive Toonami Tom Funko Pop, which is probably the dumbest thing I've ever spent more than twelve dollars on, if I'm being completely honest. And I, I even bought like a Toonami like poster and I'm like debating like are they gonna press the vinyl for like uh they had like an album called Space is the Place, which is like all the bumper music they use and all their promotions. Which is one of my favorite YouTube playlists to just listen to while I work throughout the day. Cannot recommend that shit enough. But God, no! What a what a fucking time to be alive with Tsunami, Coach. Run, run me down the uh, uh, animation explosion of the of the late '90s, early 2000s from your point of view. I mean, you're a little older than us, right? So, right. So, but for me, it was all about Batman animated. Oh, so good. Best. Yes. Well, but also, dude, uh, the Animaniacs, and then Pinky and the Brain, bro. Those that. I mean, I was in my early 20s then, but I could still sit and watch that shit, dude. That. You know? That bat because it started with uh Batman animated, right? And then Superman. Well, no, time out, time out, time out. It actually, like, coach, you saw this movie in theaters probably. It was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That was the, like, I think it was Robert Zemeckis who directed it. And then it was like Steven Spielberg who produced it. And he get, fell so fucking in love with all these old cartoons that like he started the renaissance of Warner Brothers animation. Like, that's why you got uh... Batman the animated series. That's why you got Animaniacs, Pink in the Brain, uh, Freakazoid, right? Looney Tune Adventures, all that shit, dude. But what I, what I was saying was that that animated universe they made because it started with Batman, and I think there was a short Superman animated series, right? And Three they seasons made, started in '96, yeah. And they made Justice League and then Justice League Unlimited, so good, fit just absolutely phenomenal from start to finish. And I, I watched it maybe ten years ago from start to finish, and I'm like, this was a solid choice as a kid because I was in love with the Batman animated series as a kid. Because it was dark, right? I mean, yeah. like, we've never seen anything like that before, like that that style. And speaking of Batman animated, you know, uh, recently the very first movie went, the animated movie was re released in 4K, uh, Mask of the Phantasm. So, right? Dark, yeah. So I picked that up. I mean, I already had it in the, the big box set, but not in 4K. So, of course, if it's in 4K, you got to pick it up. But, 
when they started doing the movies, like their 75 minute run movies, um, that's when I think it just elevated the series. And then they had um, Batman Beyond, which came out, and that was sweet, dude. Batman yes, Beyond with was Terry cool. McGinnis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I loved Batman Beyond, and um, and then they and then had they, that, they, they tied it in at the end of Justice League Unlimited, right? Did they? they had one like, episode, they had, I think. Yeah, one episode epilogue. Yeah, that shit was awesome. But then there was <laughs> that um, Batman Beyond movie where. Uh, Return uh, the Joker, yeah. Which, 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 which one of the Robins became the Joker at the end? Was it uh, t- Tim? Yeah, it was Tim. Yeah, so good, dude. Phenomenal. Yeah, and yeah, and then they um they made I think in the early 2010s a tie-in comic which was pretty controversial if I remember correctly. <laughs> I think that was the Tim Seeley one. Yeah, where uh, Batman impregnated Batgirl, right? That was the one. Yeah, like, I think they hinted at that in like the Killing Joke yeah. animated movie, which, which is um, my least favorite. I mean, they had to do something, and at that time, uh, Bruce Tim he was all about pushing boundaries, right? Yeah. Seeing what he could get away with. So it was like you could see Batman kind of go down on her. So yeah, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I don't think the Killing Joke. First off. I know this is going to hurt, George. I think The Killing Joke is widely overrated as a comic. I do, too. I, um, think it w- I, I think it was never supposed to be the fucking pedestal that everyone put it on. I think it was like <laughs> a 48-page 40 40 one-shot. Yeah. He's like, yeah, fuck it, I'll write like an extra book. Oh, you're going to pay me extra? Like, yeah, I'll do that. And then everyone started heralding it as like, oh, this is the definition of comic books as literature. Comic books as elevated <laughs> art. And he was like, no, like it was out of continuity because like fucking Batman kills the Joker at the end. That clearly didn't happen. Like I, I thought I was just writing like a, a bullshit one-off. Yeah. Um, And it's great for a bullshit one-off, you know? I don't think yeah. it translates well to like an animated movie. I thought that was a weird choice. It's dude, it's way too dark for like an animated movie. That That is one of the darkest, I think like straight up, DC comics of all time, like yeah. and I, like just straight up. Because I mean, there's I mean I don't really want to get into it. There's a lot of dark stuff that happens. In the Killing Joke with Gordon, yeah, yeah. Gordon and uh, Barbara, Barb. yeah. 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 Um, and then yeah, just not 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 fun stuff. But also one thing that was really cool about that show though was that like it just it took older shit and made it cool f- to a new generation. Like all yeah. that architecture, that's all Art Deco shit from like the 30s and 40s, right? Yeah. But, like, if you asked me to watch a movie from the 40s, I'd have been like, fuck you. I'm not doing that. I'm four. I've got better things to do than watch Humphrey <laughs> Bogart. But, like, Batman made it cool. And, like, I don't like classical music. That's fucking stupid. And then you hear, like, the orchestral score of the, of the show. And, like, especially of Mask of the Phantasm. Like, the, I'm thinking there's, like, Gregorian monks, like, chanting in the background. It's, like, absolutely haunting. And as, like, a six-year-old when that movie comes, I'm just like... This is the greatest opera ever written. <laughs> was this movie like the way it just made so much shit make sense to kids specifically? It oh, was it just was incredible. so good, and it gave birth to Harley Quinn too. So, oh yeah, yeah that's right, it did. And then that took yeah. off way too far because I hate Harley Quinn. I really no, do. No, no, uh, dude. Well, you- in the in the in the movies, she was fine, like in the animated. But then you know they like. Um, the game, you know, Arkham game, just totally, it, it was a, a vast, there was a big difference from what we got with the animated. Well, I should, I should reiterate, I hate hero Harley, Harley Quinn. I don't, I've, I've never bought this thing where like Harley Quinn became so popular that we had to make her an anti-hero. 
she is a mass murderer and i think we should just leave it at that like there's no redeeming the things that she she had done in my opinion oh i like i like her relationship with poison ivy a lot i think through the lens of her relationship with poison ivy her her baby face turn makes a lot of sense you know um i think if she were still trying to make shit work with a joker i think that'd be really uncomfortable for audiences one and two then i think like yeah you you can't do that and be the anti-hero but like i think like sympathies towards poison ivy being like an eco-terrorist and seeing like just the effects of climate change over the last like 10 years i think that really kind of softened her just by alignment with her i think i think she's a fascinating character i get what you mean by being sick of her because it's the same thing with deadpool right over at marvel where i'm like oh we're just like a little fucking oversaturated with these two characters that like non-normal comic book fans have really latched onto. so like this one character is hitting four quadrants in a way that your favorite character isn't hitting four quadrants and it's it's just really fucking annoying. Same with Taylor Swift right now. Uh, exactly. He's yeah, I don't need to. Right. I don't need to see her 19 times during the fucking Jets game. I'm sorry, I really don't. Do you see this? Cons- with- do you see this conspiracy that's going around about how they? Oh my! What was it that they think that her relationship with what's his what's the dude's name Travis Kelsey Travis or whatever? Kelsey. Yeah, is yeah. is a job by the NFL to promote the NFL. <laughs> Because then now she's showing up to all like, her kid the games and stuff, and like the they're getting like all these Taylor Swift fans to watch the, the NFL broadcast and stuff. I was like, that's I haven't wild. seen that theory. I've seen the theory that it's like just promotion for her movie, which like I absolutely believe because she has like a concert film coming out soon, and she's like got the potential to have the first like billion dollar tour, right? Like with her her era's shit that's going on right now, especially if you factor in like the the movie. Hey, okay. how about we factor in inflation? All right. I'm sick of these okay. new dollar set points. Yeah, yeah. You know it's amazing. Gone with the wind. Back when tickets cost a nickel. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> movie was 16 hours long, and it's still the highest grossing film of all time. Give me a fucking break, Taylor. <laughs> oh, coach, what what have you been up to lately, man? I haven't seen you in a while. I haven't talked to you in a while. Oh, school, man. Yeah. yeah, no, right? Just school. So I have this, there's this one subject that I'm teaching that um, it's basically algebra three. If there was an algebra three, it's just for like senior math right now, but we're going to change it for next year. But long story short, um, I just been staying late uh, at work when I told myself I was done doing that. So, um, but I got into the PS4 version of Spider-Man to get ready for Spider-Man in a, yeah, but I think what I'm going to do is purchase Wonder first, play it and beat it, and then get Spider-Man, because it's always going to be there, so it's not like there's there's no fear of missing out. There's no FOMO with those games. You're not active on social media, right? Like, you don't do shit with social media? Do you, like, go to websites, like, check in every day? For what? Like, do you go to, like, not even, like, IGN, but, like, are there, like, blogs you check out? Uh, Okay, so in the morning, I'll uh, see this one one guy named Spawnwave. He has all the news, like, the important relevant news, right? He doesn't, he's not flashy, but he just says it how it is, right? So that's where I get a lot of my stuff. He does that, and then he buys an Xbox 360 from... uh... from GameStop and it's like, let's see how they did it refurbishing this, right? That's right. that guy is fine with yeah. The only reason I ask is like, okay, if you're not like super plugged in, I I get playing Super Mario Wonder first. Because if you are super plugged in, like 
I want to play. I pre-ordered both those games. They they both come out the same day. I'm gone. I come back Tuesday morning. I'm just going to play those games. I have that week off from work. I'm so excited. And I really wanted to play uh, Mario Wonder first, but I'm like, no, but dude, like you're on Twitter a lot. Fucking spoilers, man. Like you got to play Spider-Man first to get through yeah. to get through that. So I'm incredibly jealous that you just get to play Mario Wonder and enjoy it. Because I think that's what I want to do. That game looks so joyful. That's really all I want to do is just smile and and laugh at how clever they are. Right. Leave it up to Nintendo. They always make games where you can pick up for 45 minutes and put down. And two days later, pick it right back up and you're not going to be lost. You know what I mean? So even I'd say two months later, like I hadn't picked up uh, Skyward Sword in forever. And a, f- a few months ago, like when we were like not recording every day, I'm like, oh yeah, I just want to see what's going on. I didn't touch in like a year, and I still knew what the fuck was going on. Right. And like that doesn't that doesn't happen with any other game series. I have to restart everything. Um, coach, you always say how how late you're working and stuff. How how much have you ever thought about getting like a backbone for your phone and remote playing at work, or you know, play, hitting it on your breaks? Steam Deck, maybe. No, because I'm I'm busy during my breaks too. Yeah. Here, here, so guys, here's I, some I busy tried, work. <laughs> I gotta beat this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And and you know what? Like, I feel like I have a uh, um a bullseye on my back this year, so I gotta play it cool. I'm one of those that speaks. I speak my mind at work. Right? I am the same so way. Yes. Teachers normally don't do that, so there's a few of us that do. So I have to kind of be careful. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I am the same way at my job, and I feel the same way. I have a giant target. Not from the people that are above my boss, but my boss specifically. Not a big fan of it. <clears throat> I feel um, like I have a target on my back, too, but not because I speak my mind at work, just because I feel like I am selectively awful at my job. Where, like, <laughs> no. some weeks some weeks are like, dude, this is fucking awesome. And then other weeks are like, what is this? And I'm like, I did my best. I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, I swear to God, I'm, so I'm trying. <laughs> uh, Coach, I got to ask you something. You're a high school math teacher, correct? Yes. Um, so in that movie, The Incredibles 2, the father is struggling to teach his son math because it has changed so much since he was in school and they want their son to do it a different way. Is that is that based on, on real life? Is, is math different now? Yes, definitely. <laughs> no. Wait, with, so, with the so, whole with the whole no left, no child left behind. Things have changed as far as like. What we use, what I used to have, I just used to have a book with practice problems, examples, and now it's totally different. Now you have standardized tests that you have to do whatever in your power to get the kids to understand it so they can pass it, right? And you only have 45 minutes a day, and you know that a lot of them, I'm not going to say all of them, but a lot of them don't do any homework once they leave school. Wait, your classes are 45 minutes? Yes. Bro, I had I had four classes a day. They were eighty minutes. Well, we used to go ninety. I mean, um, during the pandemic and in, even before, we used to go ninety minutes block schedule, right? So A day, yeah. B day. But now we're back to just forty five minutes, which is fine with me because it's quick, easy. My days fly by, and um, yeah. So when I was in college, my trigonometry class was. Two and a half hours long. And let me oh, tell geez. you, far too much. By by yeah. the end of the first hour, my my mind is done. I'm like, just yeah. uh, 
pile of ash up there, right? Just sizzled out. Um, but I was never good at math. And in fact, I used to, when I was in college, send coach my math problems. And I was like, please help me because I'm drowning over here. <laughs> Um, yeah, especially especially a lot of ca- college classes. Like I was a film theory student with like an English major, and so it's like, all right, I'm taking a film class. And like, you think it is just like super easy, just like watch a fucking movie and talk about it. And like that is some of the classes for sure. But the other ones are like economy, like economic classes. The others are like philosophy classes. The others are history classes, where like you have to actually study. Like, okay, because of this immigration policy in 1914, there was this thing called the. Uh, like the immigrant fear and whatever, and it was just like you like studying every like U.S. political decision that influenced the demographic of Hollywood and like the workers available, and it was just one of those things where it's like, oh man, nothing is ever as fucking cool as it sounds. I'm gonna be a, a film major. Oh, I just get to watch movies. No, you don't. You have to actually study like 19 different topics, and I feel like a two and a half hour trig class. It's like, oh shit, you oh you want you like math? What if um what if your life was math? What if every second of every day was just a constant fight for fucking math? And it's just like, oh, no, this is actually not what I signed up for. Well, right, because then they give you homework after two and a half hours of class, right? And I'm, I'm like, this sucks. I think I, I barely skidded by that trigonometry class. Um, but, George, did I ever tell you the story about me dropping out of college? No. So I dropped out of college halfway through my junior year i didn't go to my spring semester i had been in the uh, video game design program at uh, penn college it's uh it's owned by penn state it's like their their college uh, of technology and i had to go through my first couple years and do like all my i forget what they're called like the electives like um like your math programs english yeah all all, all the dumb crap until you could get your you're Gen Ed. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, until until I could get into my actual program. So I get in there, and this chick who is the, I guess it's the least respectful to call her chick, this doctor who is the head of the game design program, she, so first off, I was the third third year going through, and I watched the first year graduate, and none of them got jobs in the game design field. Yeah. Not a single one. They all went to work at like a local hospital. So I'm already like, mm, I don't like that. And I get into this, this, this class and she's listing her like accomplishments, right? And in like her history, not a single game design thing on there. She's like a web developer and she opens the class by being like, if you have any questions, don't ask me, read the book or Google them. And I'm like, Okay. Like, no, no, I'm actually paying to be able to ask. Red flag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah red That's flag. That's the red definition flag. of a red flag. Red flag. So I'm, I'm immediately like common sense. Like she doesn't know what she's talking about. I don't think. And then halfway through that class, we ended up making a board game for a credit. And I'm like, okay, this is all nonsense. So I am in this group for our final project, and we're supposed to develop a a, a video game. And some one person is supposed to do like the artwork. One person is supposed to do like the programming. It was it was you know easy, split up. Mm-hmm. So I did my part, which was the artwork. Someone else was supposed to do like the programming, and someone else I, f- I forget was supposed to make like the game design document or whatever. So I make this really cool box art. The cat the the um 
video game title was Catastrophe, which I thought was a phenomenal name. And it was about this cat that died, went to hell, and it was like like walking her its way out of hell as a side-scrolling game. Well, come the Monday before the thing is due, and I send in, there was like a local Dropbox program, Penn College ad, and I was like, all right, guys, send it in. Like, when do we want to meet up and put the parts together? No response. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I go to this, this this teacher's name. I think her name was Anita something. I can't remember. And she's like, I'm like, can you please like give me like an extension or something or like some? She goes, No, nah, this is how it goes in the professional field too. You have to get it done by the deadline. And I'm like, Okay. So I stayed up for like two and a half days programming this video game and like like all do making everything all by myself and. Then I, I submitted it and it was a complete mess, dude. Like I, I found like this um pre-made like blood splatter thing when the the cat would get hit by like a, a trap or something, it would blow up from <laughs> this blood split. It was this <laughs> terrible. And the the playtest came back horrible. I I got like a C on it, but I was so exhausted I didn't even care. I was like, this sucks. I'm done. I hate this. And then I was like, all right, I'm done with college. Well, my original degree was computer science, and it was at the perfect time because while I was like a junior, I was already working in the industry. I started out as like just doing shell low-level pro- programming for a money management firm, right? Wow. Yeah. And then everybody, we were all, we had a big group, and everyone was either at San Diego State or UCSD, and everybody except for me was like a year ahead of me so when they graduated they got a sign-on bonus because we were all making thirty-four thousand, which was good in like 98 99 right sure and so they all walked out for lunch and they're like okay if there's any phone calls you you can uh pick it up and i was <laughs> like what the fuck, right? <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> so they come back, they're they're all happy and shit. I'm like, these motherfuckers, right? So then, um, bullets. <laughs> yeah. So then I get on Monster because Monster was a place to go, right? Everybody yeah. used Monster. I remember Monster, and that's I how I applied a, to a Marvel internship yeah. in like 2004. Yeah. <laughs> so I found a web developer, and I was doing the back end. I got that. I was making as much as my friends. And then after a year, it went it went under. And right at about 2000 is when all these companies went under. So I got in during the boom, and I got blown the hell up when it all just imploded in San Diego. So that's when I went into the army. So if if anyone if anyone listening doesn't know what he's talking about, this is called the dot com bubble burst. Yeah. So, um, a little before history. my time. But I, I, I didn't. I never understood it, right? Because how did the bubble burst? What what, what happened? All these companies bought it, like it websites, was just right? Saturated, mm-hmm. oversaturation. Just so much money poured in, and then it was just too much. Well, it's the same thing right now, right? With streamers, where like everyone has their own streaming service. Like mm-hmm. no one's going to pay for all these different. Like no one's going to have Peacock and. Right. Paramount and Netflix and Hulu and Disney and ESPN and HBO and whatever. Like no one's gonna have all that stuff. 
So there's about to be like a pretty big crunch in the streaming market, and that's yeah. when consolidation is going to happen, and there's going to start being bundles, which is basically just going to be like fucking cable online. And I honestly doubt we're ever going to have like a lot of streamers without ads, to be honest, because like they're they're going to recreate the cable bundle because that was. I've listened to so many podcasts on this this week because I find it fascinating. But they're like, this is the greatest invention in the history of like American economics is like the the socialism that existed with the cable bundle. And it's the same thing with the internet where there was just so much money going in and you just weren't seeing the return. So then everyone pulled all their money out at once because there was a pet store. There was one pet store that was making so much fucking money. And then there was everyone is just like, we can make a pet store online oh, too. Yeah. And there was 20 fucking pet store websites that were happening all at once. And guess what? 19 of those were just fucked. Maybe 18. Maybe that's why you have Petco and... What documentary was that? Because I remember that. Um, that was talking about like the pet store brand specifically? Yes. yes. I, cannot, I cannot remember. But I remember seeing that as like a 16-year-old and being like, oh mm-hmm. my god, what a mess. Well, they had a, they spent so much money on a Super Bowl I'm, ad. I'm gonna play Halo 2. <laughs> like, right. What a mess. They spent so much money on a Super Bowl ad, and then something happened, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, man, it was an exciting time because you got introduced to electronic mail. Like, I remember the first time I got an email, and I'm like, wait a minute. You mean I could send something and someone will get it immediately. I don't have to write it out anymore and then take it to the, like, that was just so mind blowing at the end. And then today um, we're off for two weeks break, but I'm teaching a math camp. And so I was talking to them about the first phone plans, the, you know, the, the cellular phone plans where you would get free nights and weekends But the nights would start at nine o'clock at night Mm -hmm. and would end at like six in the morning. If you wanted to call long distance or whatever, and then you would get maybe like 600 minutes a month. And then if you go over, then you're going to be gashed, right? You're going to spend bazooka bucks. And then fast forward about four years when uh, text messaging started, they wanted like 10 cents a message. Yeah, they. I remember the first time I got a message, I'm like, now, I don't want to accept it because I didn't want to pay it. Right. It was right. the night after a date and she texts me back and. Oh, dude. So my, I got my first cell phone in 2007. I got like the first iPhone. I was, I was very lucky. It was a, it was a gift. And so I was just like, yeah, I, I think it's important for you to like have a phone. Cause I'd never had a phone before. And I had like a $30 a month limit. And each text message was 15 cents to receive or send. And, like, it was one of those things where I'm like, oh, man, I am so lucky I don't have service at my house. Otherwise, I would just be fucked. Like, I, 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 it would be ridiculous. When they gave me a cell phone when I was in eighth grade, I don't know how they didn't anticipate this, but I immediately, my first month, racked up, like, a $1,000 charge, and I got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> they, they, ended up, they ended up not having to pay. Like, like, Verizon, like, gave them a break or something for it. But, that's but like, it was a $1,000 charge, but, like, I assume you weren't doing $1,000 worth of shit, A. But, like, B, like, I assume it was, like, the most banal shit. Like, it's not like you were going... Oh, no, it was like I was, were, I was like, just when, texting. I was texting, texting yeah, my you, friends. You were constantly. browsing on your phone. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, but we're talking about, like, all this, like, dot-com era stuff and, and, and whatnot. And it reminded me that I'm starting to feel my age with technology. And it's something that I never thought would happen. And I don't like it because like I run Windows 10 in in my home 
right? And, and at work, we all ran Windows 10. And they upgraded to Windows 11 at work. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like, this is bullshit. <laughs> I like, can't find anything. And like, it's no longer like intuitive to me. And I'm like, I, I, I am in trouble. <laughs> I'm not well, liking this. So I remember the processors before the Pentium, it was like the 486, mm -hmm. 386, 486. And then you get the Pentium. And then that's when it just blew up because uh, you have, then you went to Pentium 2, Pentium 3. Now no one even cares like what, what it is. It's all about your graphics card pretty much now, right? Like, yeah, it seems like people are, are very much less interested in technological advancements. Like I remember... It it, it seems because it's I guess I guess probably because it seems like every day there's some new like oh Intel's creating a new processor and blah blah, blah. it's like but back in the day I, I remember seeing like pictures of people like lined up outside like the hardware stores and stuff like waiting for their new well, processors and or Windows and not even not even that though but like I feel like there used to be a commercial every year for like the new <laughs> Intel Pentium processor two and then it was yeah. Intel Pentium processor three and now it's just like. What can GE do with cloud computing AI? Like that's like the commercial now. It's just like we can predict weather patterns, and it's just like why you should invest in it as opposed to just like look at this fucking thing we made, and they just hold up a little <laughs> tiny chip, you know? Like it's it's just like surreal the conversation. Like no one cares about it as much as they care about the results of yeah. the thing and, anymore. And when Windows ninety five released, you would have thought. Like the second coming of Christ happened, right? <laughs> like everybody was at the stores. Um, and then, of course, the, the best version was Windows 98 second edition, right? That was the most stable, game-friendly no. at the time. I was, I was going to ask, is Windows XP the greatest software of all time? Greatest, like... For gaming, base I think so. Yeah, base OS that's ever existed. I I actually agree with that. I mean, I was younger, but I, I remember XP being like flawless. And then yeah, I used seven Vista. for a long time. Uh, yeah, Vista sucked. I used seven for a long time. And then they made Windows. 8. They skipped Windows nine, didn't they? Yeah, pretty pretty sure. Yeah. Wait, why they do that? That's so Cause weird. Because ten, ten sounds like this advanced. Right amazing thing i guess <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. that sounds amazing when Stay you're rocking windows, 8. windows 9 sounds pretty fucking cool too. <laughs> the yeah. iphone skipped 9 also because remember you what? had i think so because you had windows or windows you had the iphone 8 which i still rock right and then uh the iphone x right why are Those companies two came doing out. this there's know. nothing wrong with the number nine <laughs> I could be well, wrong that, though, but I don't remember an iPhone nine. Seven didn't eat nine. <laughs> it was framed. Um, there is one. Uh, you're right. There is, no, there is no iPhone nine. Was there? Was it Colin Moriarty who was talking about like how he didn't think it was going to be called the PlayStation Four because four yeah. means like death in in Japanese. Yeah. So like, I wonder if there is just some country where like they're actually a huge market and where like nine is actually like. It's obviously not Germany where nine means no. Like the, the, some place where they like Brazil or something where they actually sell a lot of iPhones where just well, nine is bad luck. It looks like there's no one really knows why there's no iPhone nine, but the number one reason is it came out on the iPhone's tenth anniversary. So that I mean that, I guess that makes sense. And then they right. all they released the eight plus a couple months before the iPhone ten. So they were like, Oh, the eight, eight plus could be the nine or whatever. It's like stupid. Just pick the iPhone nine. Yeah. 
You guys are all, all dumb. Sick of it. Sick of these tech. Coach, companies. I bought the uh, I bought the iPhone SE, the special edition Love, one. Oh it, God, yes. Because it still has the button. I bought the SE too. SE is like one of the best phones I've ever had in my yep. entire life. And then I upgraded I to the S. I upgrade to the SE2, like one of the worst piece of shits I've ever had in my entire life. I don't know, like, like, how did you guys fuck this up so bad? Like, I just wanted like a little bit of a refresh from the thing I love so much. I wanted it to be 10% faster, and they just absolutely ruined it. I still don't understand how. I hate this phone so much. It can't do anything. Is that like the, the brand new one, the new one that just came out that people are like shattering really easy? No, this is the one. It's called the SE, the special edition. It like still has like the little home button at the bottom. Mm. I don't care about like the the face recognition shit. I actually don't want that on my phone. That kind of skews me out. And I like being able to have like the commands with the, because like the button, you can like multi-tap it. And then it actually brings up like a menu of other functions. Like that, that's how, like how I take screenshots and stuff. And I just think it's faster and more intuitive than everything else. They're trying to get rid of all the buttons on the iPhone. And I, I, I can't stand that shit. I think that's so stupid. Buttons wonder, are fine. I was you thinking have four, four buttons. It's okay. I was thinking just the other day, at how close we are to, shifting back towards buttons again you know because like you know how like it kind of goes in cycles like we had these giant phones and everyone with the super small phone and everyone with like the, the big phone and then, and then like okay we're gonna get the big phone we're gonna like increase the screen size by getting rid of the buttons and like the the bar mm-hmm. at the top and i kind of feel like we're gonna start swinging back back towards like buttons and that's that's part of why i got this like i want a phone that can fit in my pocket yeah like, that's, I that's why i love it. the eight yeah like it just fits right in i can wear shorts it doesn't matter and yeah, the only oh, thing I, I don't that, like is yeah. the camera. Like the 14 and the 15, of course, have your the mega camera and stuff like that. So that's what I like about the new ones. But I just not willing to. I'm willing to fork out 1300 for a new um, new uh, gravel bike, you know. But I'm not willing mm-hmm. to fork out eight nine hundred dollars for a stupid phone. No, Even though I want the the camera, I'm like I, I'm okay. I don't need that fucking camera right now. I got so, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, go George. No, no, you, you, you. I, was, I, I got so used to upgrading my phone every two years that, right. um, I and the last two times I upgraded my my phone, I was like, I, I shouldn't have done that. It this this phone isn't it doesn't seem any different anymore. Like, and then I finally got to the point where my um S twenty one Ultra was ready for an upgrade, and I was like, I'm not I'm not upgrading it yet because I don't. The battery's fine. It's great, even. the The camera's phenomenal, even by today's standards, and it's still a super powerful, fast phone. And I'm like, the new ones have nothing that draws me to them, so I'm just gonna let this thing run it until it dies. Whereas normally I would yeah. get a new upgrade like that immediately, you know. But well, I don't, I don't you, you know, you know what, Seth? You can you can capture life's most share worthy moments on the S23 Plus, available now from Google Five for less. Um. <laughs> I can do that now. Sorry, you I, guys ever own a Moto? The Moto. I had a Moto X. Yeah, I love like, that phone, bro. That was like great. at the time. That was a fucking great phone. Like, like, the, the, like the first generation the, Android, right? I had this. Oh no, I didn't have that. I had the Sliver. I got mine in. Uh, let's see, when I was in Kuwait, so fourteen and fifteen. Yeah, so you're talking Moto, about like like the first generation Android Moto X. Yeah, yeah. What I liked about it is there was no propriety software on it. Right, like what you would get with a Samsung phone or shit like that. So, what were you saying, yeah. George? I was gonna ask Coach before if he like because he has an iPhone. Uh, if you ever subscribe to Apple Arcade for their their games on on no. the phone, no. 
Because I don't game on my phone. I mean, like it. It's a small. It's the small one, right? So. I do too. But like they just they have so many like card games. So like my most played game this year is hands down Solitaire, and the Apple Arcade version is is excellent. And I feel dumb paying five dollars a month for Solitaire, which is why I also play like Fantasian with my backbone, and I play a lot of Hearts. And but they took like all the first generation big iPhone games like Doodle Jump and Angry Birds and all that shit. And they tweak them to remove everything that came with a microtransaction. It's like everything that would like make you like wait twelve hours for your next spin or whatever. They're just like, yeah, fuck it, we're getting rid of that. And like all those games are available on Apple Plus or Apple Arcade, whatever it's called, like Cut the Rope Plus, uh, Tiny Wings Plus. Like it's just like all these classic games from ten years ago. Have you guys seen the movie Tetris? Mm-mm. No, you, oh, you I saw you it last week, it. and you guys got to go see that. Like, for a video game movie, it is the most intense, and it's based off a true story, right? So they injected some some scenes where it's going to be a little, it's going to make the movie, you know, get more intense as it goes on. But mm-hmm. how Nintendo got Tetris from Russia is is good. So yeah. it is on it it is on uh, Apple Plus though. So. It was like the height of the Cold War too. That, that's like the kind of the tension, right? That like yeah, right around the time of the the Game Boy, right before the Game Boy. Yeah, I, was, I mean, Game Boy was eighty nine, ninety, like right before the Berlin Wall fell. Yeah. Yep. Have you guys ever? In gone fact, to- they have a picture of that in the movie, the Berlin Wall falling. Have you guys ever gone to Nintendo World in New York City and seen the Game Boy that's like all messed up? Well, from a bombing or something that's still running. From Iraq, it is yeah. from Iraq. Yeah. And they still no, I haven't been there yet. It's really, really cool. The, 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 I mean, you might have a closer one to you somewhere, Coach, but like the Nintendo World in New York City is like, it's a really cool experience to go there and, and walk around because it used to be a Pokemon Center and then they changed it to Nintendo World. Yeah. I've only been there when it was a Pokemon Center. I went there in like 1999 and I bought. Oh man, it was, it was awesome. I got like three VHSs for Pokemon there because they were on some kind of sale and they were vaguely affordable. Like and then that started. Too? No, like the actual TV show, and it's it, man, if can we talk about like we were talking about tsunami earlier? Can we talk about what a fucking ripoff it was? Like trying to collect a show on tape. Like oh I understand God. that like because I understand they gave you like expensive. three episodes. Yeah, if you were lucky, you got three episodes. Like yeah. the trans the Transformers. I was obsessed with Transformers oh, Jesus, as yeah. as like a ten year old, twelve year old. Because I thought like I had missed it, and like these VHSs started coming out, I was like, I can catch up. So I do so many fucking chores to get twenty one dollars, so I could buy a twenty dollar VHS tape that had two fucking episodes of Transformers. And then I find out the first season had like sixty five episodes. I'm like, you got to be kidding me! Yeah, you went to your local Suncoast Video to pick it up, and then On, that and Borders, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, sorry. animation and and anime have always been so overpriced in the United States. And then they, they, these companies like publicly rip on their fans for like pirating these shows. Right. And then they were like, Oh, well, if people didn't pirate them, the prices would be lower. And it's like, no, 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 no. Before people were pirating them, you guys were charging $80 for a VHS set for a season. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you know, like. Well, dude, Gundam 0083 was 13 episodes, 14 episodes. It came out across like seven VHS tapes because they could only fit two episodes per, per set. <laughs> yeah. And they would charge $32, like for yeah. each VHS. And like, oh, so this show is worth. $280 to you? Yeah. Like, is that, is that, is that true? I don't, I don't think, think it is. is. That, that, that's, 
fucking preposterous, man. Ridiculous. They still do it now, which is really annoying. Like a 50 episode Gundam series. They're like, mm, here's, yeah, Victory Gundam part one. I'm like, part one. Yeah, exactly. Pro- Part one for 60 bucks. Okay. Yeah. 25 episodes one. for 60. I, I was a huge Sword Art Online fan. I'm, I mean, I, I still like the show. I don't like it as much as I used to, though. Um, but th- that first season of Sword Art Online, I loved it. And I was so excited for them to release like a Blu-ray set. And then they released the Blu-ray set in four parts, and each of them were $80. <laughs> I'm like, no, absolutely not. You guys are cracked out. <laughs> Speed Racer did that shit, too. I went and was going to pick it up on my... Nah, I'm okay. I'll yeah. watch it on MTV. <laughs> MTV? Oh my god. They, yeah, they were running it at that time. I didn't know. Well, that was back when they were doing like the Max. They were doing Aeon Flux. They had that Spider-Man cartoon for a minute, yeah. right? Like the oh, self-shaded yeah. CGI one. The dude from uh, 90210, I think, was voicing one of the characters. I think so, yeah. Neil Patrick Harris was Peter Parker. Michael yeah. Clark Duncan from Daredevil was back as the Kingpin. Nice. What a time to be alive! Oh, that was um, that was a good time. Uh, I'm I'm cool to wrap up. I I need to do something at at a soon hour. Um, okay. But I I want to ask you guys: Are you caught up on Ahsoka, both of you? Not tonight's yes. episode, obviously. Yes. yes. All right. Austin's gone next week. Also, do you guys want next week to just be an Ahsoka conversation podcast? Yes. I think it has to. Yeah. Okay. Totally agree. Coach, how are you feeling about Ahsoka before we watch the finale? 1,000 out of 1,000, baby. Like, the... Rest in peace, but... What's his name? What's the actor's name that um, passed away? Uh, Ray Stevenson. Yes. Bro, he... That's how you build a character, man. That is how you do it, bro. I don't like it. (laughs) Come on, dog. Whatever, bro. <laughs> you know, I I don't. You just, you just like him because he's like me with hair. Fuck you, Seth. <laughs> no, well, I I like him. I like the character. I like all the characters. Actually, I just feel like we're not getting enough. What? We're at the final episode. I I don't know anything about these guys. You know, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Well, and then here's what the crazy thing is with the strike. When are we going to get season two? Are we going to get a season two before the movie? Are we? Uh, getting season know, two? Like, I didn't know I, season two was announced. I never thought there was going to be a season two. Yeah, me either. So they're just going to jump right into a movie. Like, is it going to be a trilogy? I mean, there's a lot of things they could do, but um, I don't it think it's going to be. A, all right. I'll do the research on what the announcements were from. D, right. Was it D23 or Star Wars Day? Whatever it was earlier this year, just so we have like a foundation. But I am so excited to talk about it with you guys. I. I'm very conflicted on this series. I'm going to save it for the show. Really? Uh, Finally, I like something it. I could just be like 100% into. Listen, Fuck you guys. Star Wars, Star Wars is good. I told you. Yeah. I, I <laughs> this love, is Ken, baby. I love Ahsoka. She's probably my favorite Star Wars character of all time. And I love all the Rebels. I, I loved the Four Seasons Rebels. That might be my favorite Star Wars like thing of all time. And mm. I am very conflicted about this show to like I'm I'm with George on this one. I I, I don't I don't know. I it's I'm so funny we're polar opposites, man. Yeah. Like yeah, I love always, it though. Always on always on the same coin, just never on the same side. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but it's a beautiful thing because it'd be boring if it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that about wraps it up. The boys took over for Austin this week. 
He's not producing the show. I am. That's why it's a mess. What did you say a couple of years ago? Austin's dead. I said uh, better men have died. Better- <laughs> <laughs> really, I Austin's I hear he had a tragic like boating accident. Uh, better men have died. Moving on. <laughs> oh shit! I'll never forget that, bro. I'll forget my kids when I have Alzheimer's, but I will not forget when you said that, bro. <laughs> Coach is that in his deathbed. His last words: "Better, better men have died." died. <laughs> that are boating accident. <laughs> purple, purple soda. All right. Well, thank you for hanging in there and enjoying this. Uh, also, oh, yeah. someone someone jumped in and said, "Let's go Sixers." His name was Spitchin Dare. No idea. Who well, um, didn't um, Milwaukee get Damian Lillard? Milwaukee got Damian Lillard, but Milwaukee had to give up Drew Holiday in the process, and then um, the Celtics got Drew Holiday after that. So I'll be like, I'm a Laker fan, but I'm I, I'm not a LeBron fan. So I mean, I will be watching them, but I'll also be watching Milwaukee because. My favorite player in the NBA is Damian Lillard. Yeah, he's fucking sick. Dame time, yeah, baby. Yeah, he is. He's all about winning, bro. Yep. A little, little bit of this. Yep. Um, yeah, fuck the Sixers into the sun. If they were any good, they would make it past the second round once in the last 20 years. That's all Same I got to say. Cowboys, right? Can y'all buy me a Grimace shake? They um, don't exist anymore. Ooh. Well, they might. Um, coming up here. Wait, uh, the, no, that's in the, March, huh? The McRib is coming back in November. Also, Coach, thank you for being a gentleman and not saying anything about the thirty-eight to three SmackDown on uh on the Patriots. I, I, I don't, I I don't talk it. smack when it comes to football. Like, I'm not a big. Are you still a Patriots because... fan, George? Yeah, of course. I like they've had a shitty past three years, but like I had an amazing twenty years. I can't. You can't give up on someone just because they have a bad season. That's that's pretty bush league shit. You're the only Patriots fan I know. I know, awesome they're, I know they're out there. I know that it's a massively popular team, but you're the actual only Patriots fan that I know in in, in my, my life. I take pride in not being like a shepherd about it. I hate 98% of Patriots fans. I think they're fucking annoying. I think they're terrible people. I think they don't know what they're talking about. And I find them just infuriating to be around to the point where I had to stop going to Boston bars on Sundays when I lived <laughs> anywhere else in the world. Like, I, I just couldn't What about Eagle do it. fans, bro? They like physically assault you with yeah. loaded beer cans at, at yeah they, as a they, pennsylvanian they, they throw batteries well i i think anyone who makes their football team or any sports team their personality that person just fucking sucks like that person is just not a person i want to hang out with i think it's okay to be passionate i think when your entire mental health history completely lies in the hands of a sports team you've already you've lost man you've already lost too much as a Pennsylvanian, there is two redeeming things about Philadelphia. Rocky Balboa and my buddy Pedro. That's it. I refuse. Caitlin loves the Rocky movies, and she desperately wants, when we go visit like a museum or something, to drive there and run up the stairs. And I say, no, you will get shot. <laughs> We're not doing that. Philadelphia's a shithole. No, it's that and like any well, it's the same thing here where like anytime someone's like, Oh, oh, we we're gonna get a lobster roll. Oh, we're in Bahaba. Like it's just like no fuck off. Like stop making a mockery of, of where I live. This place isn't a joke. And I assume like anyone in Philadelphia sees one more person run up that staircase or be like, Listen, you child. Yeah. The movie was fifty years ago. What the fuck are but, you doing? But that scene was awesome. That was 
that gets me fired up this day. Still the I best sports like, movie no, of all time. No one ever talks about the fact that he was just like muscle for the fucking mob in the beginning of that movie. And he's just like, know, oh, bro. Hey, Kelly, like, put me back on the docks. You know, start making more money. It's going to be fine. Like, no one ever talks about that. And like, but he was like a good, he was like a good muscle man, right? He was a good muscle man. Uh, he he uh, wanted to break the guys. He was told to break the guys some, and he didn't, right? That was that was the whole thing. Yeah, and Ron Jeremy was his fucking mob boss or whatever. Like that that guy was weird. Is that real? Rocky two, no, but oh. he had the Ron he had the Ron Jeremy mustache. Rocky two underrated. Yeah, Rocky one over overrated. Uh, I think I, I view them as kind of one movie. Yeah, like that's a fair. Yeah, like you got three you got was up amazing to, to go pee, and it just kept going. Well, like, yeah, I mean, like, they, they kind of just, like, roll into each other, right? Because the beginning of Rocky 2 is, like, the end of Rocky 1. It's the end of Rocky 1. And then I, I love the idea that, like, the fans were sending Creed so much hate mail, saying that he's a mm-hmm. bum and he lost that fight, that he's like, all right. And, and then Rocky doesn't want the fight at this point, and he, he's trying to just live his best life, but he doesn't know how to spend money. Uh, I'm, I'm just Rocky trying to get a so job. I, I bought an alligator. Yeah. yeah. He, he, <laughs> he's he's alligator? never had money his whole life, so he just blows it all in like two weeks. And he's like, I got a, can I get a job work at the meat factory with, with uh, Mick? Yeah, not Mick. Uh, whatever his idiot his, brother's yeah, his name brother-in-law. is. Yeah, his brother-in-law. Brother-in-law, yeah. But third was super dark, right? And that was like, it went into like depression, death. Yeah. I mean, it covered it all. And at the time, no one talked about depression in the 80s, early 80s, right? Because everybody was coked up, right? So the first three uh, Rocky movies are a trilogy. And then four, you have four, which like is the return. And then you have five, which we don't talk about. And then like six is, is like a second return. Um, I never, I never saw it. I never saw six. Four is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. I think the movie's oh, yeah. excellent. I also that get came why out it's during like, Christmas. I was like, it's it's like, coach, you were there. You were, you were, did you see it in theaters, Rocky Four? Oh yeah, hell yeah. My, I remember my dad taking me and my friends, like eighth grade me or seventh grade me, and we all just like spend all day at the theater in the mall, right? And yeah, so I remember that day seeing Rocky Four. Like it it's like just a, like it wasn't a joke at the time, right? What? Rocky Four, because like I feel like now it's become a joke where it is just like, oh, look at this fucking Cold War propaganda. And like I grew up post Cold War, so like I can't like say anything about that. I'm like, yeah, it is Cold War propaganda. It's also fucking sick. Like I don't know what to say. Like when he outruns those KGB agents and runs up that fucking mountain, like that's awesome. That's just objectively awesome. The same thing when Tom Cruise shoots down three fucking MIGs and doesn't start World War Three. That's also pretty fucking awesome. Like I don't know any other way to spin it. I'm sorry. Yeah. So no, I mean like. All we cared about was like back then was football and Motley Crue and the new metal that was going on, right? So like um we didn't know anything about the Cold War. Our parents did, but we didn't know anything. So I didn't like we knew it was Russia and they're the enemy, they're bad, right? Um so, so I, I mean I the way it. that it the way that it turned at the end was good, right? I mean like Yeah, Russia was, was rooting a, for a, Rocky. Yeah. yeah. That was that dude. That's that. That's phenomenal. And and then oh, like we could, we could talk about Rocky for a whole podcast. I mean, I, I, so I should never Rocky, ending should love Rocky for Rocky. Ne- should Rocky be our next like the way we did like a Star Wars post mortem? Should we? I do, would like, be a Rocky so post-mortem? down for yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> I would be so down. Coach might be on time for those episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coach will kick the kids out of his classroom to be on those episodes. Hell yeah, Coach. Yeah. The way you're. 
Coach, the way you were talking about that, though, like, going to the movies, going to the mall, spending all day there, like, that's the way I talk about, like, 2005, probably. And, like, all I can think about is that office quote from Andy, where it's just like, I wish there was a way to know you were in the good old days before they were over. Like, yeah, man. Like, we're in the good old days now. 20 years from now, I'll be like, man, I I wish I was 50. And I'll be like, 72, right? But um, (laughs) another thing is, parents believe, okay, this is Gen X. Parents would give you maybe a couple dollars. They would drop you off at the roller roller rink at like six and wouldn't pick you up to like 11. And you just skate all night. Yeah, yeah. that was fucking sick. Yeah. Good days, man. Good days. There was all night skates um, in Lock Haven around where I live, but they locked the doors. You weren't allowed to leave. That was weird. Yeah. We did that. At, we did that for bowling, basically. And like you there had there was one chick who had like a really cool parent who would pick everyone up and then drop everyone off because my my dad would never do that shit and that's why the song funky town is so popular because you know as soon as that song hits you get out there and you start skating so all right ladies and gentlemen i think it's a good point to wrap it up also, um wait speaking of points though podcast without a point pretty fun i kind of like that yeah just hanging out shooting the shit didn't have a, didn't have a topic Big fan, yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for uh, hanging out with us for a couple hours here, or an hour, however long it's been. Uh, again, apologies for the beginning of the podcast. Normally, Austin does this job. He abandoned us this week, um, left us to go explore Britannia. So he will be back in, I think, two weeks. Um, but remember, follow us on Twitter, except for for me austin is at austin j eller george is at shortbox summary i'm at set the 90s kid coach is not there coach it's also at shortbox summary he, he, like just send your mail to send your coach mail to me i'll share right. it with coach we're iphone guys we can we can do i messages it's super easy oh, yeah. super convenient yeah um with our sc and iphone 8 yeah buddy <laughs> right here it's got a button yeah um but until next time ladies and gentlemen thank you for hanging out with us and we will see you next time.